Hello, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Before the show starts, do me a favor, take a second to subscribe to Breakfast with Brent Pope, leave a review, share with some friends, and make sure you check out the Breakfast store with so much amazing merchandise at breakfast.com. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I am your host, Brent Pope, and I can't wait to get started today because we have the multi-talented Giovanni Lanayo on the show today. You've seen her on Between Two Ferns, the movie. She performs in one of my favorite musical improv groups, Baby Wants Candy, and she kicked my butt from here to Rancho Cucamonga on camera in a fantastic music video. So we'll talk about that stuff. And that's not all. We also had a breakfast from Serving Spoon in Inglewood, California. So let's get to it because we have Giovanni Lanayo today on... Breakfast. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. <laughs> I could go on a Hallmark card. My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm gonna need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Breakfast. Let me screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. Yeah. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Hi! Hi! Hi, Giovanni. How are you? I'm so good. I really like your podcast voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a more stylized Brent voice. I don't know. I just try to it bring up you. bring up some energy. <laughs> it's um, you. I'm, I really dig it. I was like, that is that is so fun. <laughs> uh, I got to say, like, the, the first time we met was on the set of a music video called Walk by, yeah. oh gosh, was it? Los Paradiso, uh, I think Los is what it's Paradise. called. Los Paradise. Uh, by And that uh, was written and directed, uh, I believe, by the fabulous Jeff Lupino Esposito and Matt Sav, a great team yeah. that we've, we that both worked with. That director was somebody else, though. Yeah, the director was, oh Ooh. my gosh. Uh, Very embarrassing. No, I, I should know this because I had a long conversation with him at, at Jeff Lupino Esposito's uh, after the wedding. We were all drinking. And uh, I'll I'll send him a shout out later. <laughs> but, but, but he's a cool guy. They all went to the University of Virginia. It was that whole crew, and they're very talented. And uh, Jamie McClellan, Jamie T. McClellan was the director. Jamie McClellan, uh, yeah, he was great. So anyway, we met on that video, and it was one of the, I mean, I don't know for you, one of the weirdest uh, sets I've ever been on. <laughs> I loved it. I was dressed as a donut. I had a giant donut costume. <laughs> Um, and let's see, it was, it was all, it was kind of like a PSA for walking, right? Yeah. And there's an old dude, uh, I think it was a Japanese guy that was, uh, he was going on a walk and then he was kind of confronting all of these vices, I think from life. It was and so, fun. Yeah. That video was bonkers. The song I, flaps. I wish it had gotten more distance. Had. Uh, look, and you did the vocal track on it. You were amazing. I had a little um, guest rap track. Oh, yes. I was, really, and, I was actually really proud of that track. It uh, was full of jokes. Look, it was great. I, we, I'll post this on my social media again so that everyone can kind of watch it before the show comes out and all that stuff. Because I think they should, and it's great, and it was really fun. And, you know, at some point in the video, I'm, I'm a donut, and you're, uh, you're walking around with your, with your crew, and mm-hmm. I get my ass kicked. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> that's how we met. That's our mood. <laughs> And then the rest I'll just have to watch. But anyway, that's how we met. So it was a weird thing for me to meet you for the first time. And we hadn't really met. And then you're just like doing kicks. Like, I mean, 
we're we're trying to sell it pretty good. So you're probably like six inches from my face. I'm like, man, these are some powerful kicks going on. <laughs> I'm uh, so glad that I didn't hurt you and that oh, everything no. was uh, okay because I am not look, trained in stage combat. Oh, really? Well, neither am I. And maybe that's what – maybe if one of us had been trained in stage combat, it would have been bad. But since neither of us were, <laughs> it worked out perfectly. <laughs> Anyway, what a cool way to meet. Get into this later, but I had, you know, I started seeing some of your shows with uh, Baby Wants Candy, which is a very talented improv, musical improv group, and we'll get into all what that means later. Let's talk about where did you grow up? Uh, kind of all over. Both my parents were in the Air Force, so I was born in Germany, and then I lived in Washington State, Hawaii, San Diego, um, then now Los Angeles. It just and then just places in between, but I'll say mostly Washington State. Mm, okay, I mean anything from that kind of uh, moving around lifestyle or living in Washington State that kind of uh, solidified who you are as a as a performer. Hmm. Well, I was really lucky at my at my high school. And this is in Puyallup, Washington, which is like forty minutes south of Seattle. They had a comedy team, which is. I mean, like, it's hard for schools now to even have drama programs, let alone, like, they had an improv sketch and stand-up team. Um, and so that was where I kind of got to start doing stand-up, like, getting into improv more than just, like, I was doing, we were playing Freeze in uh, drama, the drama club at church. And that's like where I was getting my feet wet with improv, but I feel like that's where it really took off. It was always only supposed to be for fun. And now that's my career is based in improv comedy, which is wild. And uh, I'm very grateful. So growing up in Washington, Germany, did you, did you ever learn German or were you too young when that happened? I was very young. Apparently like I spoke toddler German, uh, which I no longer remember, but God, we, what is... we didn't live on base. Like we just lived... We just lived in Bremerhaven, Germany. So I was, me and my sister were running around with German kids. I would watch a show called uh, Toddler German. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I wouldn't understand one word of it. I'd be like, this is delightful. <laughs> because, you know, the German uh, accent can come off as kind of harsh when they're talking. Mm -hmm. So to see little kids talking that, I was like, oh, I bet that's. I bet that's delightful. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll I'll be in an elevator or something with a like a baby Brit. I love baby British accents. One of oh, my favorite yes. sounds. <laughs> yes. Let's get to this. Uh, Between Two Ferns, the movie. I was like, wow, there's going to be a movie of this because you know Between Two Ferns was like a uh, cultural phenomenon. It was so weird. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, I'm, I think almost everybody seems like has seen at least the Barack Obama Between Two Ferns mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, with Zach. So Zach Galifianakis has a, <laughs> a I guess it's a talk show where he's Between Two Ferns and he interviews someone and he's just so weird, <laughs> ang angry and belligerent kind of towards the guests a lot. Um, so first of all, how, what was the audition process like for that movie? Um, I felt really, really lucky to be there because I, I wasn't, I didn't even have rep reps yet. I didn't have like, uh, I had a commercial agent, but anyway, uh, uh, Scott Ackerman who directed the movie and his wife, Kulat Vilaisak, uh, separately had seen me doing improv at UCB and that's how okay. I got brought into the audition. Um, and like, yeah, the uh, audition went great. It was like <laughs> in the audition room, there were people who were like 
definitely like famous. Uh, and I was like, what am I doing here? This is crazy. And then at the call, my callback was with Zach Galifianakis and, and I, and I was just like, at first I felt really nervous. And then I was like, I know how to do improv. This is fine. This is fine. And then I just had the most fun. And I was like, if this is where the road ends for me, I just had a great time in that room. Wow. I, you know, I got to say that's pretty commendable to you for, uh, being at the, time uh the part of your career that you were where you didn't have an agent yet uh and you go into that room where there's all these big names and not just be like oh boy i'm you know just shut it down it shows me that you've got like that thing where you're like okay i'm gonna take on this challenge head on and you you beat out all those big names yeah that's pretty cool it's pretty cool (laughs) I, i don't know i mean i've been on quite a few shows now i don't know if i would have a be that great uh, improving with Zach Galifianakis. I think I might uh, get a little starstruck because to me, he's a genius. Um, <laughs> he is awesome. He's brilliant. He's so sweet and kind. I am definitely pro Zach Galifianakis and I I just come to play. So I like, yeah, yeah I, I might get in my head for a moment. It's just like, you know what this is, is fun. I'm going to keep doing it. I think that's it. That's I mean, I I think that's half of when people are doing improv. The the things that people run into is they're in their head too much instead of just being like, let's play. Let's have fun and see where this goes. I did not realize for myself. I always thought Zach Galifianakis was funny, like in The Hangover and and things like that. But when that show Baskets came out, I realized I was like, he is a genius. Uh, I, I just did, I, you know, I just didn't know. And, and it was so much more grounded than a lot of his stuff in many ways. And he's playing two different characters. And so I'm, I'm, uh, living vicariously through you right now thinking about uh, working with Zach Alphanex. That's pretty cool. So you said you were, you were improving a little in, in the audition. Uh, was that the type of set, the movie where there was improving going on or was it pretty set script? Oh no! Like the it was it was improvised. There were we would get sides that sometimes like the script sometimes was just like what like my character's name was Boom Boom and it would be like Boom Boom has an interaction with a celebrity would be the scene. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's yeah. like a, that's like if you ever uh, I don't know if you have if you ever go out for like Kirby enthusiasm. That's what the auditions are like there too. You'll. Uh, You'll go into the room and they'll give you like a fortune cookie slip. At least this is what it used to be like. Uh, and it'll just say like, you know, Larry's not allowed to come in. And then you have to just go do the scene. <laughs> that to me is so much like that's such a relief to me. And I understand that's not true for everybody. They're like, ah, what do I do? But like, it's like, oh, that I can do. Memor- like memorizing a bunch of lines. Like, yes, I will do it. And yes, like give me that money. But like, <laughs> I like, I love to just go. It's so much. It's so nice. Like that. That like relaxes my muscles to just yeah. like Larry's not allowed to come in. All right, I can do this all day. Well, would you say that at your core, then that your 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 biggest strength, at least so far, is your improvisational skills? I would say so. That's when I feel most comfortable, most at home. Yeah, I gotta say it's it's all it's always really fun when you're on a set where you can play a little bit. I mean, there's I've definitely been on ones where you're like. You have to just say these lines. Don't change the lines at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it. I mean, there's certain sure. types of shows have certain types of uh, ways that they run. And and like a Coen Brothers thing, if you're on their movie, I heard you never change a single word of their script. I get that. Uh, whereas, you know, if you're with Zach Galifianakis, you might be changing all the things and you're finding different things all the time. So that's that's interesting to me. Um, yeah. Oh, but like, I don't want to discount the fact that like 
Zach and Scott, like they like they they wrote that story. They they would write scenes and like, but they would give us tons and tons of freedom, which was awesome. But I don't want to discount that they did oh, write a movie. Absolutely, I think some what I kind of think of, and whether it's right or wrong, like when you're acting on a set like that where you are allowed to improvise. It's still their script. It's almost like you're part of the writer's room and you're like kind of just fleshing things out, you know, because the, sto- the story's there. It's just like finding what little nuance is going to work best here, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, congrats on that. Um, it's uh Look, uh, you should be proud of being in that. It's it's amazing. And uh, everyone should watch it if you haven't seen. First, watch the show and then <laughs> watch the movie because then you'll, it'll give you a little context as to. Uh, and they went big on that thing, too. They had some like crazy stunts. In that movie, like with the thing with the whole the water, uh, not to give away what happened, but there's like a big like kind of water flood scene, which I thought I was like, wow, that yeah, had to cost some money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was fun. It was wild. Cool. Well, you talked about Baby Wants Candy, which is uh, one of my favorite musical improv groups in Los Angeles, which is you know where I live. So that's that's the ones that I know. Uh, <laughs> um, how uh, are you guys still kind of performing right now with everything that's going on? I know the theater's not exactly open, but have you guys been able to still do anything like on the internet or in other ways? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still working with them. It is, it's very different now because before it was traveling internationally and performing musical improv, which is where we would get, we get a, for people who aren't familiar, uh, the suggestion of a musical that's never been written. So the audience make something up and then we improvise an hour long musical with a band um, based on their suggestion with characters, improvising the songs, the choreography, everything. Uh, And now um, they, they've actually transitioned pretty well into corporate entertainment, which is interesting. Um, But it's nice, like still having that work, uh, but yeah, companies will commission musicals. Um, and for like uh, internal communication, it's weird. It's weird. It's like it's not. This isn't like a sexy thing to talk about. It's not like ooh, it's no, so cool. I, but I like, find that's this. Like, that's how they. That's how they've made it work. And it's been. It's been weird singing about like, like okay, like we've the lyrics are like we've got a new a new office on Madison Avenue. Uh, uh, attendance is optional. You can still work from home. Like these are like songs. <laughs> Well, um, it's wow. weird. Look, you say you don't think it's interesting. I find this fascinating because okay. it's like usually, look, you we know how this is. Usually when we're doing improv, we're not getting paid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so to take it to a different uh, area where, you know, where there's some financial things involved and also add another challenge to it because already, right, in case you guys don't know, musical improv, you're imp- improvising scenes from a musical. So you're just doing normal scenes part of the time. And then there's also the band that will start playing music, and then you guys have to make a song on the off the top of your head right there, which is already hard enough. And now you're going into a corporate setting and having to implement the things that they want in it too. That's crazy. <laughs> That's insane. As well, I'm just I'm happy I'm happy I'm not at the like I don't like being the person who has to make decisions and like you know do business things. So they're like, okay, like you show up, we'll pay you. This is the this is the job and like that's like that's nice. I'm like you go right. Y'all crack something. <laughs> Great. Uh, so I'm curious what is the reception to it because uh I wouldn't imagine that all of the people there in that setting are people that have seen improv before. So are some of them just like what is this or are they just I like I have no idea. I don't see them. I have no idea. 
<laughs> there's the difference with the with pan, you know pandemic performance is like I do not see the people at yeah. all. I have no idea how they respond to it. This um, is it's weird. <laughs> yeah, so you guys, it feels funny to talk about. <laughs> This is a, this is, look, you know, they have those uh, response channels, right? Like somebody responds to this. I would love to have a response channel. Me watching, watching corporate suits, watching <laughs> musical improv <laughs> would be amazing. Because <laughs> I can see them, the, you know, being like, well, this doesn't make logical sense. You know, like <laughs> just being like, what is this? I don't understand. I'll bet you it's, I bet you they have fun, but they're a little confused for about the first Three to five minutes. Um, Do you are you interested in musical improv? You are a musical person. I am. I'm. A, look, I have a really good voice. I I I do oh, yeah. a lot of music videos and things like that. Um, I am interested in it. I I just don't have a group to perform with, and I don't have any training in it either. But man, I have so much admiration for it. I would love to try it. But you I think I feel like you freestyle a little bit. We okay. we both know we know Sean Fisher, right? Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Sean Fisher Sean, is awesome. I took Sean Fisher's uh, hip-hop uh, hip hop uh, improvising class, and I had a lot of fun, and I feel so much more confident now, but I was I had zero confidence in doing hip-hop improv before that, and now I'm like at 15% or something like that. <laughs> but I did find it like, wow, because, you know, as a fan of those things too, not just not me as an actor and performer, but me as a fan of those genres, it seems like magic, you know? So mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it seems like to people that are not performers seeing it. Uh, I've heard people when I go there say like, they, they can't have made this up. And I was like, there's, there's no way they didn't make it up. I mean, think of all these things they would have had to set up beforehand. It's just, it would be so much harder to plan it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think it would be fun. So, you know, it's, it's, it's 2021 and, uh, we're still in the pandemic, and my buddy was like, "I miss dressing up," and I was like, "Let's dress up to the nines and just like go on a walk." <laughs> and so, yeah, we were, we were in we were in Beverly Hills. He's in like a gorgeous suit. I'm in. I did like my like kind of like artsy dress up, like just swinging hard, like in just I I like I like a little camp. I I like to have fun, um, and we're like. In Beverly Hills, it's like 10 p.m. There, there, we haven't encountered another person in like 40 minutes. And we're just laying on this bench and he's like, wow, it is so peaceful. Meanwhile, there we're next to Santa Monica Boulevard. There are so many cars going by. But it's like, that is L.A. peaceful. It's not peaceful to somebody who lives in a forest. But to us, like, that was so yeah. mean. Very cool. I'm going to need a video of this walk. Uh, put to the music of like BG's "Staying Alive," something like that, because uh, that's what it seems like it would be—just swagalicious. And, <laughs> and I'm here for it for sure. Yeah. Well, that's great. I look. I've been talking a lot on the show about uh, finding things that you can do now to make yourself feel normal, you know, uh, and finding ways to even if you can't do them, modifying things so that you can still kind of do them, you know. So. So I think that's great that you did that. I went on a walk for the first time in a while yesterday, too. I was not uh, wearing cool clothes at all. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was just walking and just, I was like, man, this is nice. I just talked to my sister. She said it's 35 degrees in Montana, and it was 70 where I was. (laughs) Wow, we're we're very lucky. Yeah. (laughs) Where did you walk? I was in my neighborhood. I live in the uh, historic (laughs) uh, neighborhood of... Of Van Nuys 
in the oh, historic cool. in the arts district or not the arts district in the his, historic district of Van Nuys. Yeah, so cool. close to uh, Sherman Oaks, close to North Hollywood, that area. That's nice. Yeah, I love a walk. I absolutely love a walk. Yeah, I was thinking the other day about uh, you know things that I miss and uh, you know just sometimes just going to see things that I like in LA, like, you know, just driving to Randy's donuts and looking at the giant donut, you know, <laughs> or, uh, going to, Seeing you know, sites right. like Randy's donut. just things that you haven't seen in a while. You're like, uh, even just, even, you know, uh, and we're gonna talk about this in a second. When we had our breakfast, me, I, I drove to Inglewood, I drove to Silver Lake and I was just, just seeing everything. I just driving yeah. through downtown. I hadn't done that in a while. I was like, oh, I missed this, you yeah. know, so. that's nice. Yeah. Well, look, we talked about it. Uh, let's talk about it some more. We had a breakfast from Serving Spoon in Inglewood, which is, you know, where the uh, the forum is. It's where the new football stadium is. Um, and it's where Serving Spoon is. And they serve, it's it's a black-owned business. It's it's fairly small, but it's very popular. So uh, mm-hmm. what did you get at the Serving Spoon? I got uh, fried pork chops, grits, uh, cornbread and two eggs and a lemonade, and it was delicious. Yeah, I I had the same meal as you. I did not have a lemonade, but I had the same meal. Um, I found what I liked about it was when I got those fried pork chops, the the breading on it. Now, granted, we have to drive to Inglewood and then uh, take it home. So, fried pork chops are something you would like to. Uh, optimally eat like right away so it stays nice and crispy so it wasn't as crispy as it could have been but it still was delicious i could still taste the batter that they had it dipped in reminding me of my grandma's batter because it had lots of salt or not lots of salt lots of pepper in it Mm -hmm. and i like a like a kind of a you know uh chicken fried steak or a fried pork chop that's got that batter that has the pepper in it to me that's i like a seasoned batter yeah for, yeah. for for poultry, yeah. I mean, sorry, not poultry, but like for meats, yeah. Yeah, for meats. Poultry as one of them, but yeah. yeah uh, sure. <laughs> not limited to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, um, it, was, it was different. I've never – I've had Serving Spoon many times, and I've never had it takeout. It was still good. I'm like – I'm really glad that we had it. I was a very happy girl. Um, but yeah, it would have been, it would have been nice. Like it's nice when you're there, like having like different hot sauces on hand and like, you know, just being able to kind of like play around with it a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, get it hot of course, which is not what like, you know, uh, eat it immediately. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. which is just, we're doing our best in these. Oh yeah. Yeah. And look, I'm glad that they still seem to be kind of like thriving. So that's great. Uh, grits. You can't get those in a lot of places in Los Angeles because we're not in the South. So I was happy to have those grits are another thing that don't travel that well, but I definitely still ate them. Uh, <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned hot sauces. What, uh, what are your couple of your favorite hot sauces? Do you have a couple that you like? Uh, I'm big on Frank's Red Hot. I'm yep. not a big Tabasco person personally. Um, I'm, I like Cholula. Uh, especially the Chipotle Cholula, and I also am into Valentina. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I think those are my big hot sauces. Oh, that's in- We are on the same flavor fro- flavor profile, mostly on hot sauces. We have, oh, yeah. we always have Frank's uh, Red Hot Sauce at our house. Um, for, uh, we like it, and also it's one of the ones that doesn't have added sugar, I believe. So oh. if you're on like a kind of a Whole30 diet, Frank's Red Hot Sauce is what they will recommend that you use for your hot sauce and those things, nice. which is a, just an added bonus. Uh, I like Crystal, uh, which is one that I get at some southern places. 
Oh, yeah, uh, Crystal's good, yeah. Yeah, I'm not into Tabasco. Uh, my wife, Tressa, loves Tabasco. I'm not into Tabasco. I, I can yeah, have I, it. I it's just... feel like I've met another not big on Tabasco person. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It's I just don't like the taste of it as much, I guess. It doesn't hit um, for me. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one you said? Oh, uh, so in L.A., everyone's either Cholula or Tapatio, and oh, I'm yeah. definitely on the Cholula. I don't know if I've had the – what was the flavor of Cholula you said? Uh, Chipotle Cholula. Chipo- I don't know if I've had that one. Just the regular Cholula I've had, and that's the one I kind of prefer. So I like a smoky pepper infusion. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that's cool. So you guys, you know, those are the hot sauces you should be having if you're not. I mean – probably wrong i don't know <laughs> anyway thank you for uh for enjoying that serving spoon with me uh I, look i still think i'm full from yesterday so <laughs> even though i definitely ate more food the rest of the day <laughs> before we get out of here i need to get three quick recommendations from giovanni lanayo here we go what is your guilty pleasure show or movie that you've been watching um <laughs> i love uh spice world <laughs> the movie oh wow okay nice uh-huh the end who's, who's your <laughs> you favorite no more who's your I favorite spice, spice uh, quick question who's your favorite spice girl oh gosh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go uh, it's so hard posh is funny yeah she's funny she's fun i could there's there's something to be said about each honestly but right. i'm gonna go I'm going to go posh and I, maybe I'll regret it, but I'm going to go posh. I think she's great. Nice. Posh is great. Uh, I think I'm going to go baby spice. She's just kind of cheeky and I, I find Classic. her. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, what is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? I think everybody should see the movie top secret with Val Kilmer. It is maybe the funniest movie of all time and almost no one has heard of it. Oh gosh. Top secret is great. It, to me, it falls in that genre of like, it's not quite like those airplane movies, but it's kind of like that, like those Zucker Brothers movies a little yeah. bit. I uh, think Top Secret is so much funnier than Airplane. Yeah. Come for me, I think it is amazing. Interesting. Many people would say that's heresy in the in the in the comedy world. But look, but look, uh, but I also know many people in the comedy world that love Top Secret. Uh, oh, great! Yeah. Where are they? It, it, oh, they're all over the place. Uh, Top Secret's a very funny movie. Yeah, um, I I like Top Secret. That also reminds me of uh, Hot Shots a little bit. Um, Hot Shots may not be as good as Top I don't Secret. Think it's not as good. No, but and for queers, queers or anyone, Paris is burning. See, Paris is burning. Ooh, okay. I haven't seen that. Uh, where can I watch that? Uh, I know it used to be on Netflix. I'm not sure where it's streaming now, but it's a it's a documentary about like the ballroom scene that birthed uh, drag culture. Yeah, uh, in New York in the uh, '80s. It is okay. So good. Wow. Okay, I'll check it out. Uh, what is your spirit animal show or movie? <clears throat> there's this there's this Korean show called The Cravings, and it's a narrative cooking show. And I have not been able to get any. I've showed it to a lot of people, and I can't get anybody else to get on board with it with me, which also makes it feel like me as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's like not not universally liked, but I think it's awesome. I like I love the concept. I just I love that she's like. She's cooking based on, like, what's happening to her in the episode, and I, I love it. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, and where can, we, where, can you watch, uh, where can you watch Cravings? That's on Netflix. Okay, cool. I'll check it out, and I'll let you know, like, 
ah, it's not for me. Or, man, this is amazing. It sounds weird, though, so I'll probably like it. It is weird. I do not expect you to like it. I've given up on anybody liking it with me. <laughs> well, there has to be more people to like it. Otherwise, you know, it wouldn't be on Netflix, right? I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> you think it's? Do you think it's better for a Korean audience to watch that show or an American audience? I I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Probably a Korean audience, maybe. I'm like, I'm not Korean. I'm Filipino, as right. are you. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's it's in Korean. I I thought it was fascinating. Interesting. All right, I'll check it out. Giovanni Lanayo, thank you for those recommendations. If you'd like to get more breakfast stuff, such as pics of Giovanni Lanayo and I enjoying our breakfast from Serving Spoon, go to the brand new breakfast website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the breakfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances. And a breakfast store with a bunch of fun stuff. Shirts, mugs, stickers, masks. Perfect for the holidays. Uh, the one that's coming up is Valentine's Day, and breakfast is very romantic. It's right <laughs> around the corner. People of Earth, I bring you this show for free, but it's not free to make the show, so help me keep this thing going by picking up something for the breakfast store. You'll be glad you did. On social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at Scoops Pope. Give me a follow if you have a breakfast question, ask away, and make sure you follow my Facebook actor page. If you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a review, share it with friends. Breakfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and in 35 countries over the six continents, not Antarctica. And trust me, my omelet hombres, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my editor, the one and only Rose Marie Brown, for all the breakfast slicing and dicing. Much appreciated. Big ups also to my studio engineer, Daniel Erickson, for making me sound so good. Giovanni Lanaya, what is next for you and where can we find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on social media on Instagram. My Instagram handle is just my first name. So at Giovanni, J-I-A-V-A-N-I. Isn't that cool? Um, and, uh, yeah, I've got some, I've got some stuff coming out. All of it's secrets. Darn. (laughs) Sorry. I was hoping I was gonna, I was hoping I was gonna be able to say, as I was forming the words, I was like, oh yeah, there's nothing I'm allowed to talk about yet. But I have like four things coming down the pipe. So I guess just keep your eyes peeled. Yes. Look, they'll have to follow you on social media. And when you can announce it, they'll be able to find out then. Yeah. Yes. That'll be very exciting. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming on the show. This has been delightful and uh, I will talk to you soon. Yay. Thank you, Brad. This was so fun. You're welcome. And with that, we put another ultra-Filipino episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag. See ya. <laughs>